welcome to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Straight talk, enthusiastic support, and heartfelt encouragement for you to open up to your sacred sexuality. And now your host, Leslie Blackburn. beautiful to be sharing, to be ah, connected in, feeling good in my body. We will talk about that in a moment. I am honored to be hosting each month. We explore on this show meditations, discussion, education, awareness on facets of our sexuality and consciousness that we just often don't feel safe to explore. We don't feel like we can talk about it with the people around us. And that is what this is an opportunity to do, to ah, slow way down with love and respect, to really listen to the body and acknowledge what's hidden, what's shadowy, what's squashed away. And we can't just keep ignoring that or shoving it away. It needs to be seen. And that what's it like to meet these facets and allow the space, the freedom that can happen as we unwind, as we learn from the information stored in our body. So this path of sacred sexuality, as we explore, you're going to hear stories of my own path of healing, of letting go, and what are ways we can start to inquire within our own being to meet that for ourselves. So as we continue today, as we do each month, I'm going to invite, let's slow down, plug in, and listen deeply to our body. That's what this is all about, starting to listen. Let's do that. Ah, Invite and exhale with sound. Allow yourself to turn your awareness inward. Mm, to feel, be, and breathe. Notice your breath, your body. Acknowledge the way your body is meeting the earth, maybe through a floor or cushions. Maybe you're seated or standing or lying down. You notice your body as it relates with ground in this moment. What's it like to feel the sense of calling to the earth, beloved Mother Earth, help me to connect my womb to your womb? The deep space of the pelvis, this deep creative center in all of our bodies, no matter how we identify and gender, deep sexual center. May we allow it to ground and connect and feel into the Mother And a breath of deep gratitude. Thank you, thank you, Mother. Notice what arises for you as I speak these words, as you feel this invitation to connect. Staying present with it, noticing. And as we ask and receive and allow that connection, Thank you, thank you. Help me to feel, help me to feel the places in my body that are ready to be revealed, that are ready to unwind, to 
give up some information to us, to our awareness that will guide, guide us, guide us in our bodies, guide us in our journey of listening to our bodies and notice. And then awareness of above, of noticing the beyond, the mystery, the sacred, the intentional um, joy of the dancing in the mystery of the universe. I'm reminded of ah, this recent four-day journey that I had deep into the hills of Kentucky where at night we could look up and see the infinite blanket of stars as we were nestled in a valley with tree, 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 tree tree-lined hills around us, rich and fecund, humid even, during the days hot, during the evenings cool, and that sense of being held deep in the mother, and the awe of looking up and seeing what is beyond, you know, that mystery, the divine, delighting in our bodies being the chalice, the vessel for the two to come together. So a breath of gratitude for that divine, sacred, above what I call the sacred masculine, to balance the sacred feminine of the earth, to invite them into our bodies to find and connect with our unique way of mm, balance, healing, intertwining, expression. We each have our own unique balance. And as we widen our awareness into that, noticing Once again, a breath of gratitude for yourself, for taking time for you, for slowing down perhaps to explore this exquisite territory and to notice your body. Mm -mm -mm. Yay, thank you, thank you for delighting in that with me. And now we begin this journey today of what is this exploration of sacred sexuality what is the unique way we're meeting it in this particular episode and I'm going to invite this sense of we're going to explore some nuggets this is the nugget show we're going to we're going to explore different nuggets of questions of inspiration of curiosity of topic suggestions as I reached out and said okay listeners those of you out there I know you are there hello what do you want to hear about? What is intriguing you, inspiring you? What are, do you have questions about? And that call resulted in lots of comments, and we're going to explore some of those and let those guide us through today. So we'll see where they go. And let's continue that. Please do continue to reach out, email me ideas. <clears throat> you can um, make a comment to the post that I put out about them on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, email is the best way to reach me directly that you'll know I'll get them and just notice notice what it's like to put those questions out there and if if you want them privately to put them in private space um, and then allow uh, a space for them to be heard and that can be exquisite so mm, as we sink in then for today the um the inspiration I have for this is a continuation of the, this experience I just mentioned. 
So I got a chance to travel into Kentucky with my love, my partner, and another travel partner, a beautiful being that we got to co-create this journey together and um, go to the Playthink Festival in, in near Berea, Kentucky. And what I noticed about this festival, having been to many different conscious festivals around the, um, around the U.S., I'd say, and even some out of the country, that what I really appreciated about this one was this deep balance of conscious, aware support of authentic journey and path. And, and to do so in the invitation of being really present for it. In other words, the invitation to stay sober, to stay aware, to make conscious choices about your awareness, intentionality, and not just disconnect, not disconnect using alcohol, not disconnect using drugs, but to be really present for the experience and for your co-creation in the event. And I really appreciated that this nature of can we meet and relate as beings from our authentic selves and not only can we because we can but can can we as a community hold space for that to be really safe and non-judgmental because while we can be our authentic selves wherever we are I know from my personal experience there's times when I dial that down right I'm in a traditional 3d um, relating type of a world and I'm in as I live currently still in what I will call a, a corporate um, subdivision community, there are definitely times in my own space where I feel like I have to dim down my authenticity. And that is not a fun feeling at all. So this invitation for us to be who we are and to connect with the places that we can support in our bodies, but also to just empower ourselves to go, you know, when I don't feel that, how can I recreate the circumstances of my life so that I can? And so I do that. You know, I go out and I make the connections and, and tap into the communities where I feel at home and safe and tribe. And that's where I can really trust being me and expressing and really leaning into the edges where maybe I don't feel as safe to be. And that's, that's a delightful space to co-create for ourselves. Um, and it's, it is a co-creation. It's not only, you know, being, woe is me, I can't be me because of all these people around me. Um, but instead to go, okay, in what ways can I hold what I need so that I can reshape the world around me? And because we have that power. We really do create our reality. And then where do I feel called to be an advocate, be of service, literally feet or hands on the ground to do and be of that offering with others. Um, those who are less fortunate, those who are more in um, less represented, even more repressed. Like there's communities and, and pockets of, of beings who feel incredibly repressed and, and don't have maybe the tools or the awareness to make those shifts, how can we be of service together in community? And that's, that's profound and important. And so acknowledging where we feel called in that and also acknowledging when our authentic path is taking us in a direction where we have to also release certain facets of that into the care of others. Because we can only do so much 
We are here each with our authentic path on this planet to do what we are called to do. And all you can do is follow your path and your light. That's where your magic is. That's where the flow happens, where your energy can be fully utilized in the fullness of what you are meant to offer and not be diverted in distractions of somebody else's, what somebody else feels is important. So when it feels important and aligned with your truth, absolutely step in and do what it takes to meet these sensations of the body when it's edgy and uncomfortable and yet release the places where, hey, that's a, uh, that's a piece for someone else to work with, right? And that we can hold this compassionate space with each other and co-create and lift us all up, you know, as we are more and more uniquely, authentically ourselves and following our path and our truth, that's the gift. The more we do that, the more we heal our and, and shift our own awareness, that's what raises us all together. That's what heals the planet. Our own work, our own healing, our own exploration shifts that of our families and each other on this planet. And so don't underestimate the power of your own self work and awareness as a gift to the planet. It is. In fact, it is the key gift. Only you, you're the only one that can do you so well, right? Please offer that to us. We want to see you shine in your you-ness. That's a gift. Don't hold that back from the world. Don't hold back from being who you are. So this place, this space of letting ourselves feel good about who we are, that's what I want to continue here on this space and dip into some of the, some of the nuggets. What are the nuggets, things that have inspired me over these, this past time and things that listeners have thrown out as ideas or questions to tap into in the realm of sacred sexuality? Ah. Beautiful. So let's begin with one. The, the, I, so one of them, one of them was one word. I tell you, it was simple. One word and it says it all. And the, you know, as I'm inviting, what are your questions? What do you want to hear about? The word was anal. And I'm like, okay, all right. That's direct. That's clear. Um, let's, let's explore anal. So to me, what that means when I hear one word, when I ask about sacred sexuality, I hear anal sex. I hear anal pleasure and enjoyment. And this is an area that is often in the shadows, in the darkness uh, around our sexuality. And let's, let's bring it into some light. The idea of meeting the deep, deep space of the body, of the pelvis, of our energy in our deep rear expression is profound. And that's how I want to, that's how I'll stage this. So when we talk about anal sex, let's rewind for a moment into what are we even exploring when we're talking about our sexual energy and our sexual energy. It's this life force creative principle that, that we can tap into in our body and invite to invite our bodies to open, to receive, to move, to flow, to create the space so that Ah, that pleasure, that ecstasy has room to move and to be. And that it's less about I'm going to push this energy around and more about can I create the space for it to, for it to move, 
right? It's a bit of a paradigm shift, like allowing space to move. So in my own experience, what my sexuality looked like for years was very, and, and I wasn't able to articulate this when I was in it. So it's as, you know, sort of the 2020 hindsight principle, as I've moved through different levels and layers of my sexual exploration and awareness and energy and, and empowerment, right? Reclaiming on my journey of listening to my body and healing and unwinding, I have reclaimed and definitely reconnected with places in my body that I never allowed myself to experience before. So early in my sexual history, what it was an exploration of sex very forward. So if we think of our energetics in our bodies and you think of having, we have a central channel that if we kind of imagine from the crown of the head down through the central channel of the body down through the perineum, that space between the vaginal opening or the scrotal etheric opening and the anus, that perineum area is in the center. It's the center root of our root gates. This, this central channel coming down through the perineum and plugging down into the earth, this is it will kind of envision as our midline or center and if we think of our root gates, then we have one forward of that, moving forward, as I mentioned before, the vaginal opening or the scrotal opening, which is an etheric opening. More forward of that, we have either the clitoris or the penis, in the head area, the, gl the glands area. And if we move rearward of the perineum in our root gates, we have the anus. And then rearward of that, the coccygeal plexus, the tailbone. And this, so what what I knew of as, as a path of my sexual energy was all super forward, very much clitoris, especially the external, when I, when I named clitoris here on the glands area of the clitoris, this is the very um, external forward part of the clitoris, um, same kind of homologous to the glands area of the penis, both very external and very forward in our energy. So at the surface of the body and forward, and for me, that was my primary awareness in my sexual energy in the beginning. And the only way I could have an orgasm in those first couple of decades of my sexual awareness was externally stimulated um, at the clitoris <clears throat> by my own hand, incidentally, right? It, it was that control freak self of me going like, you know, never mind, I'll just do it myself because I couldn't let go with a partner. And um, so having that sort of... Um, fast, I'll call it very young, very, very driven, very active, very intense, and very quick, kind of like um, build, build, actually quick isn't quite the right word, because sometimes I would feel like I took so long. I, I, oh, I remember feeling such shame because I'm taking so long, and clearly my partner's going to think that I'm, you know, they're going to get bored. You know, these are the things that would go through my mind, which of course would make it take even longer because then it's shutting down the pleasure. I'm not allowing myself to feel the pleasure. I'm worried about racing towards when I can have this orgasm. And as I, as I do, I'm creating the very blocks to it, allowing, uh, allowing it to move through. So anyway, very forward and very outward and very young. This is what I call very, you know, it's very, and a very active side of our sexual energy. And that's not bad, it's, it's a lovely facet, but it's not the only piece. And that's what gets confused. You know, this, this quick, active, fast, tight, inward, upward, kind of a clenching and a releasing through orgasm that's, that's a drawing in, it's very pointy, it's very contracted. 
um, often would feel like, oh, yeah, whew, good, glad that's over, like maybe a relief, but sort of, as a colleague of mine says, a sneeze in the groin. Um, in, in other words, like very localized, not, um, not as full body as the potential can be, which I've learned later. So those, that's kind of what I'll describe in the beginning. And so my exploration then became one of what's it like if I summarize, I can summarize it in so many ways, and we've talked about this in other programs. But I'm, so today, what I want to talk about is this shift from forward and, and yang, very intense and driven, to more rearward. So dropping my awareness back, allowing my body to soften and open, and also to come in, to open to vaginal and penetrative vaginal um, where we're working inside the body and honoring the deep body temple because the pelvis and the pelvic bowl is a sacred, like our bodies are sacred. You know, so our bodies being sacred vessels, we are a vessel for divine. Like that's profound. So before I even get to that piece of, of describing coming back and into the body, I, I must ground with that. Like to me, this is, this is the core of, of our, awareness shift that can happen when we start to recognize our sexuality is more than just recreational or procreational. When we start to recognize that our sexuality is sacred, that what is physical and intense and raw and emotional and sexual can't be separated from the intentional, spiritual, sacred, um, making conscious choices about, which is what I mean by sacred. So sacred doesn't always have to mean Oh, I'm, I'm going to sort of om on the side of the mountain and have like this very lifted up um, spiritual awareness. Like, yes, that's also, that can be sacred, but this raw and edgy and gritty can be just as sacred. It's all about intentionality and choice. So honoring our body as a sacred temple is something that I invite strongly and even you know, inviting my sacred body pledge of really, hey, body, I'm going to do my best to listen to you and to honor you and to allow and invite our bodies to be that guide for us. So that even as we're communicating about them, even as we're, you know, exploring and meeting them with a lover or with our own self, like start with ourselves, the way we're communicating about them, the way we're relating with our own body, can we shift our awareness from one of disdain and mistrust and fear, which is often what we do with our body. Like, ah, I don't like this thing about it, or this part of me sucks, or that I want to cut this off, or, or shape, you know, there's so many ways that we want to change our body because we think it's not good enough. And what I want to invite is let's start to shift the way we relate it to our body and have that even be at a level of how we communicate about it. So as I'm communicating about it today, as an example, how do we honor our bodies with our words, with our actions, with our choices, with how we honor listening to it when it is screaming at us, because it often is, and that we can listen before it starts screaming. We can listen at a subtle level. Okay, so coming back to then this, this as we're talking about this, the topic of anal, that 
we, you know, in my experience and my exploration of pelvis and sexual energy, I was super forward and outside of my body. That over time has shifted and it's shifted because I've listened and unwound armor and shielding and numbness and pain and all sorts of stuff associated with the way my body was carrying information from my past. And we can call those little bits of information or ways that, that our body's holding stuff, right? These are layers of trauma and trauma I'm using as a very wide umbrella, like things that happen that we're now holding and still carrying. If we're still carrying pain associated with an action from our past, then we're carrying, we're holding some information in our body that can feel traumatic. Now that level of trauma is different for different people. And one of the things we tend to do is beat ourselves up if it wasn't some horrendous event. Oh, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. So it shouldn't be a big deal. Well, if your body's still saying it's there, it's a big deal. Acknowledge it as a big deal. Okay. So coming back again to our journey of the pelvis, as we go rearward and explore vaginal and then come inside the the vaginal opening into the deep space where we're meeting G-spot and cervix. We're going into the deep body temple, the sacred body. And so much information is stored here. And this whole exploration of can we open and allow and trust our sexual energy to move is profound. And it's a profound journey. In my own experience, there was huge body awakenings that I had that invited and empowered that I could meet that place in my body. And that all started to open up, but then we're going to go even a little further rearward. So as we now move back to the perineal area and the anal area and the tail, profound places that can open when we drop our awareness rearward in the body and deep inside from this rearward expression. So now what's it like to meet the anus? What's it like to meet just inside the anal opening or to start to meet inside deeper into the rectum, which can be depending on our bodies, we're accessing um, prostate, whether that's prostate in a male body or prostate G-spot accessed rectally through the, the rectal wall and the vaginal wall. Um, we can meet uh, G-spot type of exploration, but we're also, if we turn our awareness rearward of that, we're meeting the coccygeal plexus. So the deep space of tail, the deep space of the energetics of the spine and and the power of this very deep, deep rearward sexual energy flow um, and, and root gate, right? The gates of our body, of our energetics into earth, into ground. So when we go back into that deep territory, again, all sorts of layers can come up. Often there's a lot, a lot, a lot of fear stored anally and rectally. Um, and so we may in, that, in our journey of meeting anus or anal play, meeting anal sex, depending on what we're calling that, right? So I use anal sex as a very broad term. We can meet, have anal sex by meeting anal contact and just have pressure at the, at the exterior portion of the anus. And it can be just dipping gently into that first ring of muscle. There can, there's a couple of rings of muscle where we can meet um, what's it like to just hold and bring awareness to breathe, bear down into, invite the energy to drop back that deeply into the rearward area of the body can be incredibly overwhelming in terms of fear, in terms of holdings that we have in our bodies, tightness, um, ways in which the body says, no, thank you. And what we need to do as we're exploring that is listen. 
because it's through listening and honoring what the body needs that we can then hold the safe space to allow whatever information is wanting to be conveyed to be heard, revealed, and unwound. So in the same way, I invite, as we're working with the yoni, we work with anus and rectum. So now we may meet that territory more deeply. We can work with fingers, toys, we can work with a penis. There's all sorts of ways we can work with this part of the body, depending on our sexual choices and preferences and, and our situation. So there, it is a powerful practice to meet this part of the body. This is an area that is so shunned in society. Um, nobody, I won't say nobody because I do, nobody wants to talk about their poop, for example. No one wants to talk about elimination. This is very connected, right? Our bodies and our capacity to nourish our bodies and bring healthy, mindful awareness to what we're bringing in, I invite bring that same mindful, intentional awareness to how we're digesting and how we are moving it out. What's the elimination path? What's it like to honor that direction as well? Because it's as we're letting go, right? Think about the analogy of this, of letting go of our shit, that we can actually let go, make space, have literally space start to open in the pelvis if, if energy is like water and can only move through clear pipes, right? It can't move when there's stuck stuff. And we're so bound up in the pelvis, then how are we expecting ourselves to feel pleasure? There's nowhere for it to go. So what I call pelvic clarity of meeting and honoring my body to allow and make space and let go is super important on our journey of anal play, anal exploration of what I'll call listening to the body, including the deep space of the anus and the rectum. And that, yes, to reclaim and empower that this is an not only an okay, it's a beautiful choice to want to explore, to do it in a safe space, to do it in a way with, um, with your own body, with yourself, with a partner, and to honor um, cleanliness. We don't want to bring any bacteria that can be present from fecal matter or from the rectum, especially not into the vagina or into the urethral areas of our body. So with that awareness, we hold that space of, of keeping those um, separate or, you know, washing or using a different toy, for example, if we're moving from one part of the body to the other. That's the core of it. Once we hold that space, then what's it like to listen and play and acknowledge what our body needs? So it's powerful, opening into the space of anal contact and play. And to do that from an awareness of what's it like to deeply empower our own awareness back wide and deep in the body. And it is a, it's a large energetic. It's not just the, the, um, the, the actual part, right? We're not just talking, oh, okay, it's the anus or the clitoris. It's like the entire energetic of the body. Can we drop down, drop back, drop rearward? to bring our awareness in. It's a deeply embodied practice of plugging back in to who we are. So with that, let's take a short break Ooh, and acknowledge <clears throat> being in our own bodies. Ooh, and exhale with a little sound. And we are ah, going to come back after a short break to continue exploring our nuggets of topics.
Good morning. You are listening live to Body, Mind, Spirit Radio. Today is Tuesday, June 19th, 2018, and you are listening to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you would like to talk with Leslie live on the air, give us a call at 646-378-0378. That number again is 646-378-0378. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. my love. Ah, I'm so appreciating this exploration we just had at this festival. Really feeling good. We talk about, as we talk about poop, like often when I travel, having my body move um, food and eliminate really cleanly gets a little wonky. And this trip was not, that was not the case at all. I was able to move and continue like this this beautiful flow that I've become familiar with. And if you want to read more about like the power of reclaiming our pelvis and our sexual energy and the relationship to that, I have a blog where I talk about my food journey with orgasmic results. And it was the, it's where I document a bit of the changes that now have been over three years that I've made with food and my capacity to now digest and heal my gut body in such a way to have clarity in my pelvis like I've never before experienced in my life. Like I didn't even realize some of the things that I was dealing with that I just thought were normal, um, itchiness or pain, um, constipation, bloating, different things that I'm just like, oh yeah, that's just a normal part of what happens when I eat or that's a normal part of what my life looks like. I just have to deal with it. Like, these things, you know, tightness, gripping, ways in which like I'd lay down to go to sleep, but you know, my right shoulder would be like up by my ear. Like, why is my right shoulder constantly lifting up? You know, things like that, that I wasn't even noticing for years. And then when I did start to unwind them and they dropped away, I went, Oh, holy, wow, I never had any idea I could let this go. So I encourage you to check that out if you go to my website under my blogs, Food Journey with Orgasmic Results. I encourage you to read more about that connection of the way food and what we take in as food can change, um, can change and heal our whole bodies and the relationship of that with our sexual energy, which is profound. And again, I always feel like nobody talks about this stuff. So I'm talking about it and putting it out there. I encourage you to read it and then reach out to me. Are you having a similar experience? Have you had other things that you've noticed in your journey that like, whoa, were big aha moments? Like, I'd love to hear from you. Please do reach out, uh, call into the show, whatever feels good for you. So let's continue on with these other, um, some other nuggets, right? So another nugget, um, I really appreciated hearing hearing this. This person, um, really, I felt the angst. I felt the tension as they described. I put it out there and said, hey, sacred sexuality radio show coming up. What do you want to hear about? And here is what they shared. And it's, um, and, and like I said, I feel the angst. I feel the anger. I feel the hurt. I feel the frustration in what this person's sharing about. And it's that sex has repeatedly become such a toxic experience for them mostly because of people equating it with validation. A lot of men slash masculine people seem to make your sexual pleasure about their ego. They want to please you. But if they can't, they feel less than and then blame you for being rigid. 
So if you don't orgasm from sex, they feel less than, yet, it, yet they want it to be a good experience for you, question mark. But they're making it about themselves, question mark. It makes no sense. Obviously, this doesn't apply to all people, um, but this person is experiencing it a lot, is, is what they're saying. They're feeling pressured to sleep with someone as if it's expected, even if they're not ready. And that um, really, and also feeling that, uh, that many women fake orgasms, according to this person, and that they won't do it. And I'm like, aho, I agree. Yes, we should not have to fake orgasms. So there's, so this um, huge spiral of stuff, right, was coming through here. And they were just like, I'm so angry. I'm just so angry about it all. So I want to acknowledge the huge spiral and say, yeah, you know, it sucks to feel that suffering. And I feel you. And I've felt the times in which I've been so frustrated about sexuality. I've felt the times where in, in my case, in my journey, it was, you know, I'm trying to have an orgasm and I can't. I'm worried that my partner is going to think I'm, I'm taking too long or I'm bored or I'm boring their board and all of this stuff. There's so many ways that we take on somebody else's stuff. You know, I just had beautiful exploration this weekend with a teacher who I love the way he said it. He's like, they fed us the poison and we drank it, right? The something saying something or implying that we are not good enough in some way saying that we can't in this context that he was talking about, it was about singing, you know, saying you're not good enough or that you sound horrible in ways that shut down who we are. It shuts down our body. And this happens with our sexuality, the shame, the shame levels that come in around our sexuality, around feeling not good enough, or as if there's some expectation that they need to do something to us to make it work. And that if, if, what we're, I remember for me, one, one example I'll give to my own personal experience was uh, um, very early on, and this is when a lot of our sexual stuff gets shaped, right? Our earliest sexual experiences. So for me, very early on in the realm of um, sexual play, I was in high school and I had had a boyfriend. I no longer had this boyfriend and now I was kind of playing around with other people and there's this boy that came over and he he decides, you know, like we somehow get to this place where he's going down on me. So oral sex and his mouth was engaging with my clitoris and trying, he was pushing the outer hood of my clitoris back away to expose the glands area of the clitoris. And I hated it. I, it was, it's far too sensitive, far, far, far too sensitive for my body to have that type of a direct contact. And he was just insisting that, oh, no, his girlfriend that he had for forever loved it this way. And clearly, I'm the one in the wrong by saying that I don't want it that way. And I remember taking that on. Like, I drank that poison. <laughs> and that is just such bull. Like, it's such crap. Absolutely not. Absolutely, I want to affirm right now, our bodies are, are sacred me listening to my body and saying, this is not working for me right now is something that should be honored in every moment by every being involved. And what happens is stuff like that wreck us of our own connection to the truth and the trust in our own body. So while, yes, he was trying to make it be something that it wasn't, 
I'm also going to release him from this experience and say, now, as I can reclaim that, which I did years ago, to say, <laughs> oh, no, honey, <laughs> I know my body, and this is not working for me, and you need to honor listening to that. Like, I wasn't in a place to be able to do that then. No way. I was totally swallowed up in, you know, oh, he, he must be right. He's more experienced than I am. I must not know what's going on. I must, and to try to sort of force myself into this experience that he told me was supposed to feel good is total bullshit. And the reclaiming of that. So this is where I want to focus. Let's reclaim our sexual sovereignty. That, ah, oh, yes, we don't need to fake orgasms. No, 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 no. We get to feel authentically in our pleasure. Yes, yes, yes. That by feeling authentically in our pleasure, for asking for what we want and need, for holding space for what we feel as moving through our body, as being our choice, is profound in our own empowerment of then allowing ourselves to let go in it. So what do we need to feel safe and good to let go and to share with ourselves? So that's where I invite starting. Start with the self-pleasure practice. This is profound stuff when we let ourselves actually listen to what does self-touch feel like for ourselves. And I don't just mean dive into a masturbation practice that you're used to and familiar with and that gets you off in 30 seconds or two minutes or 15 minutes or whatever that looks like. Not that. That's awesome. You already know that. It works for you. Great. Play with it whenever you choose. In addition to that, in addition to that one you know, I'm going to invite doing a different one. And this details of this, actually, I, I, uh, this is awesome. It's perfectly timed. Literally, tomorrow, June 20th, is my interview. I am offering a ritual in the Phenomenal Women's Rockstar Revival Summit, which is a free online summit, and I encourage you to register. Like There is a link at my website that, um, to go register for this summit. You'll see links. I have it up on Facebook. It's a free, it's free to register and you get access to all of these amazing speakers and the rituals, the, the tangible practices of what they did do in their lives that supported them into their authentic world. Like how do you unlock yourself from the frozen spots and let yourself be authentically who you are in your brightness? And my particular offering in that is a self-pleasure ritual to reclaim womb wisdom. Wow, like, what's it like to connect with our bodies and reclaim the power of the wisdom of our womb, the deep space of our body? This is no matter how we express in gender and in particular for women. What's it like to reclaim the power of listening to the deep space of our body? And in this in this interview that I offer tomorrow, in this ritual that I share, one of the free gifts that I'm offering is literally, like all you have to do is sign up for this, watch my video, you're gonna get these free gifts. It's literally the PDF, like I have a file where I wrote the instructions for doing this self-pleasure ritual so that you don't even have to like try to listen and remember it. It'll be all written out right there for you. Like you can explore it at your own pace and time and really rescript how do you meet your body. How do you listen to what it means? How do you then hold space for that with someone else? 
oh my gosh, one step at a time, let's meet our own body with loving care. And as we claim our pleasure and allow ourselves to follow our pleasure and let pleasure guide us into the places that need some extra support, the numb spots, the painful spots, the tender spots, when they're ready and only when they're ready, they'll reveal, they'll reveal what they're holding and what needs to be heard. What old scripts, what old competitive scripts can we let go of? What old ways were we told we were not good enough that we can let go of? What can we rewrite about our lives and about our awareness and around our bodies that we can now stand in our power and say, I am good enough, I'm powerful, I'm beautiful. And you are, you are just exactly as you are. And as you listen to your body, in my experience, as I listened to my body and allowed it to reveal the next thing that was ready to heal, to unwind, then my capacity to be more present, more deeply connected with and listen more deeply to the expression of my body as the deep wisdom of my truth, the more access to pleasure, to life, to shaping the world the way it feels good for me to offer my work in the world and to access bliss. It's there. We've just bound so many layers on top of it, we can't see it. This has all opened up. I have reshaped my life from one of being bound up and stuck and tight and injured so constantly that I was either in doctor's offices or injuries or nursing injuries. Um, I can't even describe all the times that I went to emergency rooms and things like as I was just running my body and driving it hard, hard, hard. And all of that just putting this like shields and armor and oh my gosh, I was breaking things constantly. All of that began to shift and unwind when I slowed down and started to listen. The ways in which I felt I had no time in my life, all of that changed. I created time and space as I started to recognize my capacity to do so. And we all have this capacity. This is not just me. I'm offering it because I've seen it. I've experienced it. I've worked with it in my own body over decades. I've worked with it in thousands of others as we've met and worked either privately or in group classes. I've seen the power that this can bring of deeply slowing down, listening and acknowledging the wisdom of the body. It's profound. And to me, it's the core. It's the core of when we're feeling the anger and the frustration, when we feel like sex or the, the ways in which we're relating with people just have a whole bunch of shit associated with them. I want to invite, can we pause? Can we check in and listen to the ways in which our body needs to be heard? And yes, that might include times where we are in what I call sacred celibacy, where we're choosing to work with our sexual energy within our own being for a while. And we do a little reset. I am working with the honoring my energy in my body, right? And we don't relate with other people for a bit. That's an, or for long. Like there's people who choose sacred celibacy as a path for a while. And that's a totally legitimate and honorable path. I invite, as long as we are acknowledging the sexual energy in it, not just trying to shove it away, not just trying to say it's not important. If we're feeling it's important in our lives, feel it, honor it within you, do a self-pleasure ritual, 
do this ritual that I offer and you can access through this revival summit, this Rockstar Revival Summit. So sign up and register. You can get access to it. And let yourself meet the ways that you can reclaim your sexual sovereignty. And with that, let's take another short break and come back in just a moment. Thank you for joining us today. You are listening live to Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. Leslie has a detailed website. You can find radio podcasts, videocasts, and more free resources at leslieblackburn.com. The website is mobile-friendly and also has the full class and event schedule, information on private sessions, mailing list sign-up, and much more, again, at leslieblackburn.com. Leslie offers private sessions and has helped many hundreds of individuals and couples over years on their path of sacred sexuality. Sessions are available either in person or by Skype or phone. See details on the website under Classes and Coaching. There are also options for home study practices. Sacred sexuality classes on four new topics are now available by video. You can purchase access to these at the website. And the Tantric Energy Touch Workshop is available as an audio CD. Order online at the website. The way to get announcements about upcoming events, as well as inspirational stories, videos, and radio show archives, is to subscribe to the email newsletter by clicking on the link on the website, leslieblackburn.com. Also, a reminder that Leslie is available for speaking engagements. More information is at the website. And if you like what you've heard today and want more, there's now a whole new way to support Leslie in bringing these sacred sexuality teachings into the world and get amazing rewards for it, including sneak peeks of her new book, which is currently underway. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. See all the details there again at patreon.com slash Leslie Blackburn. And now back to your host, Leslie Blackburn. Mm, thank you, my love. Ah, and I invite us as we mm, move through all the pieces of today, give yourself a little wiggle, a little shake of not allowing your nervous system to drop away and shed away anything that's rising up. Things that feel edgy, uncomfortable, topics that rise up, that light you up, just meet them. Shake off, allow things that aren't yours, no longer serving, don't need your attention, let those drop away. Mm, feel the earth, allow her to support you by clearing away that dross and that heaviness. Feel it as a transmission and offering that's nonverbal right now of the way in which you, whether you're listening in live or joining in the archives, have the capacity in this moment to join this spiral of letting go of the stuff, the dross, the stuff that no longer serves you. Into the earth, mother. Thank you, thank you, Earth Mother, for carrying it away, for clearing it. 
invite an inhale of breath to reclaim, to welcome in light and life and nourishment and juiciness. Allow yourself to reclaim your juiciness. Allow yourself to feel a connection with ah, pleasure. To acknowledge that not only is it okay to feel pleasure, it is your divine birthright to feel your connection with source that is pleasure, that is bliss. You are allowed to be you. Allow yourself to meet that deep space of awareness of self. Mm. And with a breath of gratitude for yourself, once again, for taking time for you. Um. And simply notice, notice how it feels in your body to breathe. Notice how it feels to connect with the earth. Notice how it feels to connect with the mystery of the beyond, the stars, the sky, the universe. You are a powerful light being, an infinite being here in a finite physical human form, and to acknowledge both the access into the realms of the wonder and the mystery is being incredibly profound as well as the gift of being in a physical body of, yes, thank you, physical body, for providing information as I move through the experiences of this life. As we are consciousness laying into form, our bodies meeting and experiencing the world, letting yourself notice your truth and remember who you are. Deep, deep gratitude for feeling in a body. Namaste. Thank you for joining us today for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn. If you'd like to contact Leslie, please visit her website, leslieblackburn.com. Leslie is also available for private sessions, and you can find out more information about this at the website. Thanks, everyone, for joining us, and have a beautiful day. Join us again next time for continued support on your path of self-realization. The power is within you to heal your body, connect deeply with others, Manifest your heart's desires and experience your deepest bliss. By our healing, we impact others, inspiring love for humanity and the planet. Thank you for joining us for Sacred Sexuality with Leslie Blackburn.